inside, we all have that confidence. It's just learning to bring it out of us, right? And finding ways to do it, whether it's through listening through podcasts like yours and mine, or reading books, or exercising, meditation. But you need to be kind to yourself. It's really huge because if you can't be kind to yourself or love yourself, how do you expect others to do that, right? How do you expect others to love you the way you love yourself? Hello, you're listening to the Leaders of Learning podcast, the podcast that explores learning in the 21st century with educators, leaders, and entrepreneurs from around the world. I'm your host, Ling Ling. I'm also the founder and director of Spark Learning Solutions. We help to build thriving organizational cultures and create effective intercultural collaboration through education, coaching, and consulting. Self-confidence is hard to describe. It's a feeling. It's a belief. Self-confidence is what one needs to move forward towards their goals or manifest their dreams. For some, self-confidence seems natural. For others, it seems like a lifelong struggle. I can't help but wonder, is self-confidence inherited as part of our DNA? Or can each of us develop it and grow it like a muscle? For those who wish to gain greater self-confidence, how can we do so? To help shed light on the topic today is Sheena Yap-chan. She is the podcast host for a show called The Tao of Self-Confidence, where she interviews Asian women about their inner journey to self-confidence. Hi, welcome to the show, Sheena. Hi, Ling Ling. Thanks for having me here. It's such an honor to be on your show today and talk about this topic about self-confidence because I think it's really one of the things that we need to move forward and be our true selves. So yeah, just excited to be here today. Thank you so much for making the time. It's also my honor to have you here with us today on this podcast show. Can you tell us a bit more about yourself and how did you get to where you are today as a podcast host for the Tower of Self-Confidence? Sure. So as you mentioned earlier, I am the podcast host and I created the show called The Tao of Self-Confidence, where I interview women of Asian background about their inner journey to self-confidence. And one of the reasons why I created it was because I struggled with a lot of self-confidence issues and I never found anything that I could turn to or listen to where there's people that look like me or, you know, similar backgrounds where they spoke about their struggles and how are they, they were able to overcome it. And, you know, for me, representation is huge, right? Because we can relate to people in our background, in our culture, especially for Asian women. We go through so much cultural barriers, society barriers about self-confidence and how we should act and say and, you know, not really going out there doing the things that we love, right? I mean, you know, as an Asian woman, woman, we've been taught to like just do as we're told, right? Never make any noise, just go through life do being told what to do. And I've interviewed over 500 women about their struggles with self-confidence and how they were able to overcome it. And, you know, for me, self-confidence is a lifelong journey. It's never going to stop. We're always going to face challenges. So that was the main reason why I created it. And another reason was I just didn't see a lot of Asian women who were highlighted for their achievements, 
having that stronger representation of an Asian woman was not there. You know, as Asian women were also portrayed in society as like sex objects or sex slaves or we're just aimed to please. And we're more than that, right? We're not just submissive. We actually have a voice. And that's why I love podcasting because I get to express, you know, who I am and other women out there providing that voice out to the world. So yeah, that's how I started. <laughs> oh, wow. Your story is really so, so motivating. And congratulations for interviewing over 500 women about self-confidence. It's not easy to reach that number when it comes to podcasting because podcasting is quite taxing in terms of effort and time and, and so on. So well, congratulations on your podcast. Thank you. So there was one thing that you've mentioned, which struck a chord to me as well, that in terms of the media, in terms of how people perceive Asian women as submissive, as like uh, people pleasing, as like exotic, especially when we go across different cultures and meet people from different cultures, we definitely, at least for me personally, I definitely feel that kind of stereotype. And it's also another reason why I tune to podcasts as well, because when I started mine, it was mostly because I felt there was less representation of Asian women in the realm of learning and development. So I'm glad there are podcast hosts like me and you wanting to grow that pool of Asian women having to speak up even more. And I'm wondering, after interviewing 500 women about self-confidence, what is your definition of self-confidence? Well, for me, self-confidence is first having that belief in yourself, right? You're not going to take action if you don't believe in yourself and your capabilities. I think that's the main important thing, just believing in yourself and your capabilities. I mean, I just recently posted a quote on Facebook saying, you know, there's so many people out there who are less qualified than you, but they're going to go ahead and do it because of that belief in themselves. So belief is really huge. And then just taking action on it. And I know as women, especially Asian women, we're really great at overanalyzing and overthinking every step of the way that we have, thinking it has to be perfect, but it doesn't. Like, we can make mistakes along the way. We can learn along the way. We can figure things out along the way. And, you know, we're more capable than we realize. So having that belief and taking action on that belief. You know, it reminds me of a quote that Richard Branson said, and I can't remember word for word, but it's along the lines of, you know, if you have the opportunity and you don't know how to do it, just take it and you'll learn along the way. I totally relate to what you say in a sense that when there are opportunities there, we tend to undervalue ourselves and our capability to want to accomplish it when actually we are capable, even though we don't have the exact experience. And self-confidence is knowing that and believing that. Just take it and do it, man. We'll figure out a way how to do it. For yourself, after, after interviewing so many people on the podcast, have you figured out a way on how to gain self-confidence yourself? Well, for me, you know, one of the reasons why I created the Tell of Self-Confidence was because you know, when you want to boost your self-confidence or gain self-confidence, there's more than one way to do it, right? After interviewing so many women, like they all have their own way of doing it. And that's the beauty of it as a woman, especially as a woman of Asian culture, we don't have to stick to one way, right? Because we've been taught to only do one way. We think there's only one way to do a certain thing. There's so many ways to do it. I mean, you know, women just go ahead and take action. Women learn to love themselves. Women go out there and have a gratitude journal or create or join a mentor group where they can be surrounded with women who are more confident. These are some of the things that the women I've interviewed have, have gone through. But I think one of the main things that I think after interviewing so many women was, you know, having a great purpose in life, right? And when I mean having a great purpose, it can be as something as like being a better mother to your children or helping 
Asian women boost your self-confidence, right? No matter what it is, if having a purpose that's bigger than you really gives you that boost to go out there and do it regardless if people ridicule you, regardless if, you know, not everyone agrees with you, regardless if there's hardships, because there's always going to be hardships. And that's why confidence gives us that willingness to just keep on doing it no matter what happens, right? That's one of the main things I've realized, you know, women who have seven-figure incomes or women who've been on TED Talks and won many awards because they had a huge purpose and this purpose was bigger than them and they were just able to do it because they knew it was bigger than themselves. So, I mean, you know, we're going to have days where we feel frustrated, where we feel like we want to quit. But, you know, when you get back to that purpose, it just makes everything a lot better and makes everything worth doing, right? It makes the journey a lot better and worthwhile. Oh, wow. I totally agree with that about having a really strong purpose and a why for yourself. May I ask, and if you're willing to share, what, what is your purpose and is that how you gain self-confidence? Well, for me, yeah, the, the purpose that I had was really to help women with their self-confidence, especially Asian women, because we've got so many like barriers and so many issues that we go through and we feel like we're the only ones who go through this. So that was one of the main reasons why I did it. And another one was to create um, like I mentioned before, a stronger representation of Asian women because, you know, we need to take that stereotype that we're not submissive. We do have a voice. We're not only sex objects. We're more than that. I've, you know, interviewed women who've created careers that never thought was possible, but they made it happen because, like I mentioned, they had a belief in the self, they had a purpose, and they just took action on it regardless of their situations. I mentioned earlier in our introduction to this topic, whether self-confidence is genetic and inherited from the family or whether it's nurtured through learning from the environment and from your peers. What do you believe is the where we get self-confidence? Well, for me, I think each person is different, right? I mean, it depends on your environment. I mean, if you have parents who've been supportive of you along the way, that's great. Sometimes we're going to have to go find ways to gain confidence. Some people say we're born with it. Some people say we're not. I think we've been born with it. It's just sometimes life happens. And as we grow up, we go through so many things, you know, people telling us saying no to certain things or saying we can't do it. But deep inside, we all have that confidence. It's just learning to bring it out of us, right? And finding ways to do it, whether it's through listening through podcasts like yours and mine or reading books or exercising, meditation, whatever that is we find different ways to bring that out of us. So I think we do have that confidence. It's just sometimes it gets hidden, you know, when life happens and as we grow up and as we get more things pop up, we just kind of hide from everything. Not like when we're as kids, you know, we learn to start walking and talking and there was nothing like negative about saying, no, you can't do it. You can't walk. You can't talk. We just kept doing it and we got praise for it or we got cheered up for it because, you know, it's like, oh my God, we just took our first step or, oh my God, she just said, or he just said her, his or her first word. Right. But, you know, as you grow up, if you try something new, like, oh, are you sure you want to do that? What if you fail? Or what if this happens? Like we never had these types of questions when we were kids. It's just as we grow up, you know, there's people out there who, you know, ask these questions and then we tend to second guess ourselves. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't mean that they did it to make you fail or anything. It's just out of worry and they just want the best for you. But, you know, we have to realize we are stronger than we think. We are more capable and we have what it takes to go out there and make things happen. It's not a walk in the park, but it's totally worth the journey. <laughs> <laughs> totally agree. And I think this link links back to what you mentioned earlier about having a strong purpose and having a strong sense of why to, to your self-confidence. Because we can't, 
totally shut down all the the voices of doubt and people questioning us whether you know we're certain about taking action on towards our goal and purpose but when we have a strong sense of why and purpose we know those voices are they come from a space of concern and perhaps from love and wanting to protect when we are very very certain about it then we know how to block it out that's my guess anyway on you know how this links back to to the purpose and the why so from your interviews of over 500 women i'm curious to find out what was the most surprising answer that you've come across over 500 women you know some of the things that i've seen and pretty much opened my eyes was just like really how strong women are you know i've interviewed women who can fly plane with their feet yeah and to me that was very inspirational because like you know sometimes we feel like we can't do anything and yet we see someone out there who was born with no arms who made things happen who was considered the first armless pilot she realized she wasn't you know defined by her her disabilities right she was still a person who would love to do things that most normal people would do it's just maybe it might take longer for her but she did it anyway like she can surf she does karate she flies a plane she drives a car and i think that's great right and you know there was another woman that i interviewed and all her life she wanted to be a christmas song artist and you know most people would think how can you make money with that right like how is that possible christmas only happens the last 3 months or the last quarter of the year but you know she made it happen it's been her passion since she was 7 years old and for her it wasn't an easy journey you know she had to make things happen but the fact that you know you can turn something like being a christmas song artist and solely you know just christmas songs like writing and singing it um she made it happen you know her songs were in, on the charts and she got signed by different recording companies but it's just knowing that you can turn your passion into a career was it just makes us believe what's possible out there and just seeing women like when they start their businesses like they don't fi- have it all figured out to be honest you know they just have this idea and kind of figure things out along the way and that was huge for me because i always used to think i had to figure everything out before i started something and that's why it took me a while to even start anything because i was like well what if i don't know what i'm doing right um as women as Asian women we can go out there and figure things out along the way, right? We're smart enough to go out there and do that. So, if you're scared to start something, just start it. Mistakes are going to happen. Stuff will happen for sure, but like I mentioned, we can figure it out. <laughs> so, even even though you interviewed so many people on your podcast show, are there certain topics you wish to discuss but haven't discussed yet with your interviewees or people you've wished to interview but haven't interviewed yet? Well, there's many women I'd love to interview. I mean, you know, especially with movies like Crazy Rich Asians and being like the most successful romantic comedy in Hollywood, you know, just talking about that representation in Hollywood and how it's helped other like Asian people in the entertainment industry realize their potential and go out there and be able to realize they can do it. I mean, I moved to Canada when I was 7 and it's not always easy when you can't find someone on TV that relates to you, right? Yeah. I mean, I always thought something was wrong with me because I had black hair and I had small eyes, you know, and I didn't look like everybody else. I mean, there was one point, you know, when I was smaller, I said I wanted to change my name to Heather because it sounded more Caucasian, right? Wanting to assimilate to the culture, but I remember watching, you know, the first Asian TV show that I saw was American Girl, and this was Margaret Cho, and I was like, oh my god, there's a show that reminds me of like Asian culture, and that was huge, right? 
because you don't see that very often. But now we're slowly seeing TV shows with having more Asian actors out there, you know, showcasing their talents and realizing like it is possible because they see people um, like the actors and actresses on Crazy Rich Asians or TV shows like Fresh Off the Boat, realizing like if they can do it, then I can do it. And that's huge. Like for me, representation is really huge. You know, people ask me, why do you only interview Asian women? Why not other women? I mean, we all are the same. I'm like, yes, as women, we go through similar things. But as as Asian women, we don't see a lot of Asian women out there who like being highlighted, right? Or we're doing great things. And, you know, that representation is huge because we can relate to them. You know, when we can see someone who looks similar to us, we can be like, well, if she can do it, then I can do it. And that's for me is really great. You know, what's possible in one person is possible for us. Yeah, I get this kind of question when I run my cultural programs and people ask me, you know, why can't we see everyone as humans, as global citizens or as part of humanity? Why must we talk about, oh, uh, they are a woman or they are a child or they're someone with disabilities? So I always argue back saying that, you know what, we should have women voices out there or any underrepresented group out there because the issues that they face is very different from the rest of humanity. And just saying that, oh, we're just like everyone else, we're human beings, is a way of invalidating and dismissing the issues that that are faced by this underrepresented group. It's really fantastic that both of us were trying to bring up the voices of Asian women or any group that we're trying to represent because what's available out in the media is not the entire picture of how diverse the world can be. And I'm really glad you brought up about Crazy Rich Asia and how you were in Canada or in your younger days, because I was raised in Canada too when I was younger. And I remember watching Joy Luck Club. I know that kind of gave my age away. I feel like, you know, I relate to that a lot more than the other shows that were available back then. If any of our listeners would like to gain more self-confidence, what would your advice be on the first steps they would need to take in order to gain more self-confidence? Well, for me, I always think reading self-help books and listening to podcasts like these are always a great start. You don't have to do, make big steps to gain your confidence. It's actually, you know, just taking small steps along the way. Maybe it's saying something nice about yourself, right? As women, especially, you know, as Asian women, we tend to bring ourselves down, always criticize ourselves. But we have to learn to be kind to ourselves, be our own best friends. So if you say like, I don't look good today, just switch it, switch it to the opposite and just say, I do look good today. You know, little things like that really do help. And yet first it's going to seem weird because you're like, why are you talking to yourself? But you need to be kind to yourself. It's really huge thing to do, right? Because if you can't be kind to yourself or love yourself, how do you expect others to do that? right? How do you expect others to love you the way you love yourself? So it's, it's really huge. Yeah. You know, just exercise is huge for me. I think like any kind of exercise is great. It really clears your mind. Any form of meditation that you can just quiet your mind and just kind of like, you know, have that great, that silence to just be in that moment is great. It can be your form of meditation, right? It could be yoga. It could be walking outside. It could be, you know, just staying quiet for five minutes, things like that learning to be grateful for everything that you have. You know, sometimes we feel like we don't have everything, but when you see others who are suffering, it makes your perspectives, you know, a lot bigger, realizing like you do have more than most people in life, especially currently in the Philippines. And when you see the poverty here, it makes you really grateful for your own lives, right? You're not out on the streets. You're not begging for people, you know, on the streets when cars pass by, you know, you have 
a roof over your head, you have three meals to eat every day. I mean, those those simple things are really a luxury for most people. So we have to be grateful for everything that we have and learning to celebrate every success. You know, we feel like success is just like if you made six figures. It's not, you know, success could be like quitting your job and starting your own thing. Most people can't do that. Most people are really scared to do that, taking that leap of faith. So, you know, we just have to do that or maybe creating your first book, right? Making your first dollar, whatever it is, celebrate every single success because, you know, the more success you have, the more success you attract into your own life. So those are some of the steps that I would suggest to building your self-confidence. And like I mentioned, every person's different. It may work for you, may not work for you. But um, the beauty of it is that you can pick and choose what you want to do to boost your own confidence. If our listeners embark on a journey to want to start building their self-confidence, what are the things that they would need to consider or be aware of in that journey? Well, in your journey of self-confidence, it's not going to be easy at times. You know, it's an up and down journey. It's not like, you know, you're building it up, 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 and it just keeps going up. It can, but there's days where you're 100%, 110% confident. And there's days when you're like negative 10% confident. But that's okay because that's life, right? We have our ups and downs. It's just, you know, learning to feel our feelings, right? If we're mad at something, we just feel that feeling anyway. And then when you can let those feelings go, you know, you have, you feel a lot better, right? Instead of holding it in thinking it's wrong of me to get mad. It's wrong with me to feel sad it's okay, right? We have to feel those feelings because, you know, when we let those feelings out, then we have new feelings come in that are more positive and we just feel a lot better, right? You know, maybe there's days where you feel like you want to scream, just scream, right? Who cares? I mean, it's okay. You're letting it all out. And sometimes you just need to do that. And, you know, this is a lifelong journey. I don't think self-confidence just stops, right? You're always learning new things. You're always going to go through new experiences, new challenges. But these challenges that we go through helps us build, you know, our self-confidence, makes us stronger because we realize, you know, if we've gone through this before, we can go through it again and we can, you know, rise up from all the um, situations that we have in life, no matter how good or bad they are. So just these notions that like confidence is a lifelong journey. You're going to have days where you're good. Some days are bad. It's not just one way of doing it. There's many ways to do it. I mean, and you can be yourself at the same time. So, you know, a lot of people think to be confident, you have to be loud and boisterous. You don't have to, you can be still an introvert and still be a confident person, right? I always believe actions speak louder than words. So, I mean, if you're going out there and doing the things that you love, that's great, right? Because I've seen so many people out there who aren't, you know, the most extroverted people in the world, but they have that confidence to go out there and do it because they have a greater purpose and they believe in themselves and they're going to do whatever it takes to do it. You know, this reminded me of a recent advice I was given to by someone who I've interviewed for a, one of the podcast episodes. And during our feedback session, I was asking for, you know, feedback. How did I do? How can I improve? Because of course I would like to improve my craft as with everyone else. And I remember mentioning that, you know, if I listen through my own podcast recording, there are moments where I go, oh yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Oh no, you know, I shouldn't have, you know, made that comment or I shouldn't have done that. And when I mentioned this to my podcast guest, he was saying to me like, you know what, when you review, don't, go, oh, uh, you should have done better. Just make note of what you can improve on and take it as a lesson learned and move on. Because the moment you start putting all that negative criticism towards yourself, you're not going to improve. You're just going to make yourself feel bad and not going to take the lessons and improve yourself afterwards. So you're right to say that, you know what, with everything, 
uh, we take it in stride. We celebrate every little achievement and just learn along the way. It's a lifelong journey. And I'm so glad he reminded me of that lesson. Like you said, everything, we can learn self-confidence from everything and everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all go through that. And even when I first started my podcast, it was hard for me to start because I was, there were so many things that was going through my head. I had thought it had to be perfect. I thought people wouldn't like my voice. I went through it anyways, right? Because I knew that this could help a lot of women out there. So, I mean, most people hear the glory of everything. You don't hear the story behind of what we went through and what we were thinking and the struggles we went through. And I think the more we share our struggles, the more women can relate and realize, you know, it's just all part of the process. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what we see out there in in the media and whatever that we, we view has been, you know, perfected, edited probably hundreds of times that we don't know because we see the end result. We don't see the journey for it. Yeah. And I think you have a wonderful voice for podcasts. So thank you so much for starting your Tao self-confidence. I'm sure it's helped so many women out there already with sharing all these inspiring stories. Do you have any parting advice for our listeners on how to gain self-confidence? Yeah. I mean, first off, just believe that you do have that confidence to go out there and do it. I think belief is really huge because without that belief, you're not going to go out there and do it, right? If you keep thinking, you know, I can't do this. This is not for me. People have told me it's not possible. Everything's possible if you put your mind to it, right? And just, you know, take little steps. It doesn't have to be huge. Like I mentioned, you can start by saying something nice about yourself or write something that you're grateful for, or maybe start something new or start your hobbies or start, you know, whatever it is that you've wanted to start for the longest time, right? It really is just taking action and just not even overthinking it, just doing it, right? Because when you tend to overthink everything, it's just like, you're not going to end up doing it. I know from experience, it's happened to me so many times, even up to now, I still do it. And I just have to realize like, why am I fretting? Like, you know, I'm just going to do it and just see what happens, right? Kind of like learning to let go of the outcome. So I hope these are some great tips that you guys can use to build your confidence. Hopefully you can uh, share your story and let me know how it's helped you. So how can our listeners contact you or do you have any news you have for our listeners? For sure. So if you would like to contact me, you can um, check out my website. It's thetowofselfconfidence.com. I have past episodes, resources, and tools that you can use to boost your confidence. If you look up Sheena Yapchan on Google, I'm like the only Sheena Yapchan in the world. So I'm not really hard to find, which is great. And, you know, you can also listen to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher. So, I mean, they're all in these podcast directories that you can just download and listen and subscribe. So, yeah. Great. Thank you again, Sheena, for being on the show. Not a problem. It's really great being here today. So thank you so much. That was Sheena Yap Chan, podcast host for a show called The Tao of Self-Confidence, where she interviews Asian women about their inner journey to self-confidence. Highlights from this episode and contact details of our guest is available on our website at www.culturespark.co slash podcasts. That is www.culturespark.co slash podcasts. In our next episode, we will be speaking to Chris Chu, who is a cognitive leadership coach, speaker, trainer, and consultant. We will be discussing about how values and value judgment shapes us. If you enjoy 
listening to this podcast, take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or wherever you download your podcast. If you believe this podcast show will help a friend or family, please share this episode with them via social media or your podcast app. Thank you for listening to the Leaders of Learning podcast. Thank you.